0: Today we'll be discussing new and better as we forget the past. We'll be using Isaiah chapter 43 verses 15 through 19 as our basis of scripture. So if you have your Bibles, let us turn there together and we'll begin to read with one another. life, also growing in faith, participating in many of the the church activities of God, but then God was actually sharing with me, now I want you to do a new thing. Now I'm going to be helping you to experience something yet that you had never experienced. And I remember as God was sharing those things, one of the things that really came over my heart and over my mind is I had to let go of who I used to be. And that's one of the things that's most significant is whenever God calls you to something that's new, He always tells you you got to let go. And even though I loved what I was doing, I tell you, I love I love working for the bank. I love living in Chicago. I love going down to Michigan Avenue. I love everything about the experiences that was that I was having. But at the same time, when God was saying now there's something new for you to do, he was actually saying you got to forget even what you love, because you'll never actually fully embrace that new until you're able to do it. And as we begin to discuss Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to hear a similar theme because God begins to share with the prophet Isaiah that the children of Israel needed to move forward. And even if they had great experiences with God, particularly their deliverance from the bondage of Egypt, or even if they had difficult experiences and they lived in a life of disobedience, disobedience, God was still going to share with them the way that they actually needed to let go of their past in order to, to move forward. And in the same kind of way, we're going to be able to use that theme of theology that God shares with them so that in 2021, we'll be able to move forward in our own lives. And in verse 15, here's what it says in that translation. It says that I am the Lord, your God, your holy one, who created Israel, your king. In verse 16, it says these words. This is what the Lord says. I'm also the one who made a road through the sea, a pathway through the surging waters. I'm the one who led the chariots and horses to destruction together with a mighty army. They fell down never to rise again. They were extinguished. Put out like a burning wick, and so when you when you hear it from that perspective, I hope you hear what I heard, and that was actually Israel being told by God. I want you to think about the time that I actually delivered you when you were actually under bondage in the from the Egyptians. He said during that time I was the one who actually made a road through the sea. You know, I was the one who actually made a pathway through the surging waters. You know, that's when He split the Red Sea. And enable the children of Israel to have a way to actually walk through. And then verse 17, he says, I also led the chariots and horses, the ones who were actually following you. I led them to destruction. You know, I did all these things. He wanted to bring them to remembrance of who he was in his character as a deliverer and as a savior for their life. He was bringing all those things to remembrance. And he said, together with a mighty army, they fell down never to rise again. You know, remember who I am, even as you have been a rebellious people, even as you have been a people who have failed to actually follow my commandments. I want to remind you of the God that I am in your life. And as he does this, that's the context that we actually understand verses 18 through 19. Because when we read, when it tells us about verses 18 through 19, he says, now what I want you to do, I don't actually want you to remember, you know, who I used to be. You know, I don't want you to remember anymore that I'm just the God who did something in your past. You know, take that for me, you know, hear that that part. I don't want you to just remember that I'm a God who actually did something in your past. I want you to remember and understand, yes, I'm great. Yes, the the, the penitude of my history of me as a God to you is based on that deliverance uh, through the Red Sea, but I don't You want you to remember it anymore. I don't want you to remember or recall these things because guess what? I'm about to do something new. You know, I'm about to give you another experience that is going to be greater than what you actually experienced when I actually delivered you through the Red Sea. And that that is such a beautiful, beautiful picture of who our God is. You know, our God is not a God of the past, you know, a God that actually just that we look to about what he used to do in the history of our life or even the history of the cross of Jesus Christ. As good as that is, as beautiful that is, and as that is the foundation of our life in him, God says to you and I, just as he said to the children of Israel, as great as I was to them, I'll be even greater to you in your days and in your future. And I want us to to take stock of that in 2021 as we think about all the things that, that we are experiencing in God, all the things that, that we have received in God, I think about the great salvation that I've had in my Savior's life, the first time I've been able to recognize that that he died, was buried and was raised again for me. You know I think about that goodness and that and I appreciate all those things, but then God actually tells me and he tells you in these scriptures that I don't want you just to think about who I used to be to you. I actually wanted to think about who I am to you today because I'm ready to do something new for your life. And that is where we actually need to be when we actually think about 2021, when we need to think about all the prayers that we've been laying down in our life for the last 20 days. You know, God is saying, are you ready for me to really do something new? Or are you just thinking about what I used to do in your life? You know, now's the opportunity where we actually can can rise up and actually believe for something greater in God. And as we think about, you know, some of those things, you know, you know, what's beautiful to recognize is who God used to be, you know, even for the children of Israel, think about it from this perspective, who God used to be for the children of Israel, wasn't all that God wanted for their life. You know, he didn't want to just deliver them, you know, from the bondage of the slavery that they had to the children of Israel. He wanted to get them to the place of promise, you know, the place where they would actually receive from God because God was trying to get them eventually to the place where they can actually have a beautiful relationship with him every single day where they were able to uh, eat and drink the land of milk and honey where all the blessing promises are there for us and when you and I think about how we fit into that picture and our picture is the same our deliverance wasn't through the Red Sea our deliverance is the time that we actually confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the time we actually recognize that he was actually real, the way that he was true, the way that he actually wanted to reconcile us back to the Father. But then when he does that, he says that that's not all that I have for you. I've also got something new and better for you, too. You know, I've got something that I want you to experience where you can actually Let go of all the things that have been holding you back so that you can walk with me in the blessed promises that I desire for your life. I truly believe without a shadow of a doubt that God is leading all of us to something new and better. You know, the new and better will ultimately reside in our own promised land. It will always result in something where God is giving us the best life that he has for us. You know, sometimes he even calls that the new Israel, you know, the new Jerusalem, the new promise that God has for us. And in the process that we have right now, we're walking toward new and better. We are letting go of all of the things that have tied us down, all the things that are a heavy burden for us, all the things that don't allow us to be our best self in God. And God constantly reforms us. He constantly rechanges us. He constantly makes us to be the people that we desire to be and the desire, most importantly, that He desires us to be. And so, as I've been uh, talking uh, through our 21 days of prayer, You may have heard that there is a certain verse that I keep speaking over again and again, not just uh, talking about prayer, but there's a passage in Ephesians chapter two that you'll hear me consistently state. And that passage talks about us being a person who God has created before the foundations of the world to actually work out the goodness of who God desires us to be. And so today I want to read it again uh, just so that we can actually get kind of an anchor you know, it's, it's, it's kind of helping us to think about how God actually gets us to from a place of deliverance, which I also call salvation, and then works out our salvation on this day to day basis so that we can eventually get to this new Jerusalem life, this life where God desires us to be. And I think that this is the same thing that really that Paul does when he actually writes through the book of Ephesus. He begins to share our past, to share our need for Christ Jesus, to share how we're broken and away from him in our life, and then begins to give us this linchpin to be able to say, now that you understand how far you've been away from Christ, recognize who Christ is, recognize your identity of who he is, how he wants to transform you so now that you can go somewhere new. So now you can go somewhere better. So let me read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And uh and in this passage it says to us, For we are his workmanship. I love that word workmanship, because God doesn't say that we are. We have never arrived in Christ Jesus. You know, when we are his workmanship, he says that I'm always working out something in you because I need to fashion you. I need to create you. I need to help you to determine to be exactly what I've actually called you to be. Whenever you think about workmanship, you think about a factory. You think about how how whatever uh, the pieces that go into the factory, the widgets. And all the boats and all the mechanics and all the technology, you know, all the things that go inside of that workmanship comes out a masterpiece at the end, you know, but at the beginning, you don't see any of that process, but you'll see it only at the end, only if you're willing to go through the process of being worked out in God, will you be the masterpiece that God has created. And so in verse 10 of Ephesians chapter two, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should actually walk in them, You know, over and over again, I think that my eyes have, have desired us in our 20 days of prayer to be able to understand that God is using prayer to be able to clean us up. You know, he uses prayer to help us to understand that there are some things that are hindering in your life that needs to be fixed and needs to be worked out so that you can actually have the identity to recognize that now you need to be worked out in God to be who he's called you to be. I hope that made some sense to anybody else. You know, if it didn't make any sense, you know, God, you know, use me to actually clarify what these scriptures are trying to get us to see and understand, you know, through these pictures. So let me go back, you know, to Isaiah chapter 43, because, you know, we're in this, where where Isaiah is trying to say the same thing to the children of Israel. You know, I said it before, and I'll say it one more time again, where for 39 chapters, 39 chapters, he needed to explain to the children of Israel who they were and how they were so far away from God. And sometimes the majority of our time in God is God just explaining how far we are away from Him. You know, that's the majority of our relationship with Him, where He's just trying to clean us up, trying to get us to see a picture that the life that you are living today is not the life that I desire for you. The disobedience that you have. In your life is not the life that I desire for you. The temptations that you consistently walk in over and over again is not the life that I desire for you. The things that you've heard from, from your legacy and your families, you know, the, we, sometimes they call the generational curses that, that are revolving in your life are not the things that I have for you. And oftentimes we've got to go through a process where God begins to speak that over our life over and over again so that we actually get to a place where we're now free. Free from from that reality, so now we can actually start to see something that's new. And I pray that we are at that position that many of us are starting to be released uh, from the things that God is uh, trying to release us from. and And I've heard some of those things in our times of prayer of how God has dealt with us individually, how God has dealt with us as families, and I also believe how God has dealt with us as a church. You know, last night when I talked about some of the some of the church hurt that is that gets revolved around the church our churches themselves don't allow us to try to figure out who god has called us to be don't allow us to actually work out the salvation of who god wants us to be based on ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 we try to figure out that it's just an opportunity for us actually to recognize what god has done in the past And what God has done in the past, that becomes a a reiterated theme over and over and over again, where we just talk about what God has done in the past. What God always wants to remind us, yes, I've done some great things in the past, but that was always not my sole purpose to actually bring you into relationship with me. I don't want to just deliver you. I don't want to just save you from where you used to be. I want to take you to somewhere that is new. And that's today where I want to continue to help us to place our eyes on is making sure that we are walking toward the pathway of where God actually wants to take us individually, as families, and as a church body. He's trying to take us to somewhere that is new, somewhere that we have never experienced before, somewhere that is the refreshing part of how God has created us through the destiny that he actually has for our life. And so you may begin to ask those questions, you know, well, what does that look like for me? You know, what does that look like in my own experiences? And I say to you, is that that's where, the redeeming work of God begins to work in our life. You know, we need to have these experiences where we are the children of Israel sitting at the feet of God's word and God can begin to massage our heart and say, are you even ready for new? You know, before God can even tell you about new, you've got to ask yourself, am I even ready for new? You know, am I ready to let go of who I used to be so that God can actually take me to a place where he wants me to be? And when I think about, you know, that aspect, that's where I I get back to where I was 15 years ago, where even though I loved everything about being a banker, everything about the life that I used to be, I had to lay down everything that I was doing because I needed to be ready for new. And I want to ask us all that question. Are you ready for new? Are you ready to experience what God actually desires you to experience in the year of 2021? Because if if you're ready for it, as we have seen uh, through our 20 days of prayer, it takes sacrifice. It takes an opportunity for you to actually discipline yourself, to be in the relationship with God, to hear what he's going to be saying to you over and over again. And sometimes the very first thing that he's going to start to deal with you and address with you is the the life that you currently reside in. He's not even going to talk about the future. He's going to talk about your life as it resolves today, where you need to let go some of the things that have been bogging you down, some of the things that have been difficult in your life. He's going to deal with that, address it in a healthy and significant way because he wants you to be whole. He wants you to be your best version of yourself so that when you go into new, you'll do it with all that God desires for you. Verse 19, I want to begin to read this and, and begin to speak to us in the way that God desires us to speak. God says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? You know, I, I can perceive, you know, in 2021 that God is doing something new. I can perceive in 2020 that God was giving us a season of rest. He is giving us a season to actually to slow down in our life to be able to reprioritize what was important, how we needed to depend on God, how we needed to trust in him so that when 2021 came, we were ready to be more active in our endeavors with God. And so I hope that that we've used the healthy season in the year of 2020 to slow down, to recognize that God was completely in control, that we weren't the source of our own um, capabilities, uh, that we didn't have it all figured out, That we needed a God to actually tell us that he was going to be the way maker, that he was going to be the one who was in control. And if he had to slow down the economy, if he had to sit us all down at home, if he had to allow a pandemic to come for us all to recognize and, and receive that, I pray that we use that to the best of our ability to learn something beautiful in God. And that beautifulness is to learn these simple words that I want to share with you. God is in control. Let us follow his lead. You know, God is in control. Let us follow his lead. And in 2021, you know, as, as we begin to move forward, you know, that's what it's all about to recognize that, that we've got to continue to let God be the lead and then the control of our life, even when it becomes uncomfortable for us, even when it means that we've got to let go of the things that we love the most, even when it means that, you know, that. The former things of our life still have hold of us. We've got to figure out ways to let that go in your life. And so, you know, today I want to ask you a couple of things that, you know, that you may want to consider afterwards as we get together and, and discuss in community. You know, what are some of the former things in your life that God is still dealing with you and addressing in your life that you know that you haven't let go yet? You know, I'll repeat that again. What are some of the former things in your life? They could be things that you love things that are preventing you from moving into the new that God has for you. What are some of those former things? You know, even as we have gone through 21 days of prayer, hopefully we've been able to hear, you know, some of those things in our life as well, because sometimes, you know, they are strongholds, you know, things that we just refuse to let go of because we love it too much. or things that have so much of a tie on us and we're so uh, wrapped up in the temptations of it that we can't let it go. And so God is even saying to us, you know, what are some of those, former things in your life that that you just won't let go and then also i want to remind that some of the things that are former things are good things you know they're good things that that have been good blessings in your life they have prospered you Uh, they have been helpful for you but god says if you want to go toward new you still got to let that thing go as well and i don't want to speak over anybody's life in that kind of capacity but i'm really trying to say if god is taking you toward new, recognize that you do have to let something go in order to receive the new in your life. And so i want to ask us that question, you know, so what are some of the former things in your life that God wants you to let go of? And he then says to you, don't even consider it even, even more. And then I also want to remind you of the refreshing, and this may be key for a couple of us here, is that whatever God has done in the past, that was the greatest thing in your life. And I particularly think that that should be salvation. You know, I want you to recognize that God still wants something better for you in the future, and it it, it can be um, the hardest thing in the world to recognize. Is could there be something better that's out than than salvation? <laughs> you know, could there be something better where God is actually forgiving me of my sin, forgiving me of everything that I have, and the only thing that is better than salvation is actually walking in the fullness of God. You know, Jesus Christ said that. In John chapter 10, my favorite verse in the whole Bible is that the thief comes to steal, kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so that includes salvation, includes deliverance, includes being released from from the bondage that God gives you. But then God says that I've still got something better for you. And that is us walking toward that promise of that life that God actually has for you. Until we are walking there, you know, I say that we have not really expressed and believe and receive that full blessing of the eternal life that God actually has for us, to be walking in that direction and consistently thinking about what God desires for us. And then the second thing that I wanted to, to consider and think about, you know, what is this new thing that God is doing for you, that God is doing in your family, that God is doing in your church community? You know, what is God actually calling you to be a part of in 2021 that you can begin to step out in and actually walk in and actually live this newness that God is experiencing. Because when I talk about being part of the newness, I'm talking about the, 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 the workmanship and the identity that God has given you specifically. You know, I'm calling, you know, those of us out who God is, is, is saying that, hey, I want you to step up a little bit more and be more of a shining light and example of me in this world to other people. However God designs and calls you to that to be, You know that's part of like our discipleship. I love to always say that that we're not disciples in this world until we begin to make disciples of other people uh, to to where we're able to share our life with God in a way that other people are able to receive that as well. I think that that's one of the greatest news that God actually gives us, is being able to help us to figure out where can I actually be the best example of God for my life, you know, for the world, for my family, you know, for my church community. Where can I actually be the best example? Because maybe that's where God's saying, that's where your new begins. You know, your new begins when you're able to start to walk out those steps walk out those experiences that you have not walked out in in year 2020, in the year 2019, in the year 2018, in the year 2017. It's about being able to figure out, you know, what is God calling me to do for his glory in 2021 that I have yet to? You know, one of the things that I saw, you know, that I would love for us to, to think about and pray about as a community, you know, is God calling us to to consider having what's called like an online campus. You know, even as we are gathering together with other people. And even if we have campuses here, you know, where we're gathering in person, that doesn't limit what we actually can do or what God is saying on an online capacity. And so that is an opportunity for us to think about something new, something that is different. Um, even as we think about gathering together again, we're gonna do it in a new way. You know, we're going to do it in a way that we haven't done before in the years that we've actually experienced. And so I want us to think about, well, God, if we are gathering together as a community again, you know, what does that look like? We're going to ask God to reveal that to us, to show that to us. And uh, as, as he shows that to us, we're going to be asking for leaders to step up and move in that capacity so that they can actually do something new. So that they can actually be who God's called them to be in the areas of their life. And so I'm just giving a couple examples of what it actually means to be new that I've been seeing over our time of prayer. But I want you to actually think about that for your own self, because I believe that God's calling all of us to figure out how we're supposed to walk out this new season in 2021. We've had this opportunity to pray with one another, with one another and for one another. And as we do so, I think that it's giving us an opportunity to start to intimately hear what God is actually saying. Maybe it also revolves around this perspective that we are starting to hear about this need for community, this need that we have, we've we been experiencing through prayer, where we've been able to be intimate with one another, to care for one another, to share with one another. We need to figure out, how do we be a better family in Christ Jesus? How do we be a better family as a church? And so maybe God is calling you to be new in that area, to be able to think and pray about that, to be able to lead that out for our community, there's so many things that we can do as people. And I want to uh, encourage you these last words, that new won't just come from me. You know, new won't just be expressed that, you know, this is what we do as a people. New comes from all of us. New comes from all of us having a conversation and to be to have the courage and to have the faith and to have the boldness to be able to, to believe what God is saying. And for us always to be loving, kind toward one another, to hear it, uh, to respect it, uh, to appreciate it, to have conversations about it because even when somebody says one thing, it may mean that it just is the start of the conversation so that we figure out how to perfect it to be, together as a community. And so I'm calling all of us, you know, just to to recognize that the things that we're going to do new this year, it won't just be me saying that we're doing new. You know, I believe that the news is going to come from all of us saying that here's some things that I think that we can do as a community. And here's some things that I think that would be helpful for all of us to do. Here's the things that God put on my heart. And I want to make sure you all know that this is the environment where we're actually hear from one another, receive from one another. And if we don't do new, it's because we haven't chosen to do new. Because God is ready for us to do new. And it's up to all of us to figure out what's my place in this new. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like to connect with us in a greater way, I'd love for you to connect with us on our website, fill out a contact card there or actually even give us a prayer request. It is one of the first steps that we can actually use to go deeply together. Have a great day.